one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com We just had the most wonderful video to start Smackdown. It basically did underline that the Bloodline saga is now a weekly drama... And then somewhere down the line, it becomes pro wrestling. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller. And today, that's right, because we just had a Friday and we had a wrestling show known as Smackdown, we need to review it and decide whether it was good or bad. Also, apparently Vince McMahon made a lot of changes to this episode of Smackdown. Yep, I can kind of see it. It also meant the Usos were kicking off this show, and man, did this experiment work, because their music hit Usos, and everybody went crazy. They're mega baby faces. We also did a little bit of a tee-hee-hee, because Jay Uso was like, the bloodline is in your city. And Jimmy was like, no, no, we're not in the bloodline anymore. And Jay was like, oh yeah, now we're just back to being the Uso. Jay as ever is a broken mess, though, because he was like, oh man, our family's fighting, and families aren't meant to fight, which is not true, or family quarrel like children whereas Jimbo didn't seem to care he's like nah whatever screw it Bam J then proves that he can't move forward because he's all like man Roman Reigns I still love you and I was like what does he have to do what does Roman Reigns have to do for you to get him to hate him Jay he could be kicking a puppy and you would find a way to justify it thankfully he then got super serious and said despite all that he hates everybody else and also Mr. Head of the Table your biggest mistake is when you disrespected me and you disrespected my brother and while the bloodline may be the biggest faction in wrestling we will not stand for that which is why we booted you right in the face hell yeah I think he also said something like and now you're on the island of irrelevancy <laughs> good one you twisted the name he also continued to say that he could probably find a place in his heart to forgive roman so when we get to this big tag team match at money in the bank either jay is finally going to realize right i've got to kick this guy's ass or he's just gonna freeze like he's in jurassic park Let's hope it's not the latter. It really does work, though, because it just plants those seeds. You're never 100% sure what they are going to do. So there's another round of applause from me. Also, throughout this entire experiment, the Usos have got so damn good at promos. So they've evolved. They've progressed. They've got better. Giving it up. When we did have our first major change of the evening. Now, it does tie into these Vince McMahon rumors, but throughout the week on social media, WWE was telling us we were going to get Butch versus LA Knight versus Santos Escobar. Which didn't make sense because they're all in the Money in the Bank match. But all of a sudden, from nowhere, it was La Knight versus Rey Mysterio. What's going on? But the real fascinating thing with this is that on the one hand, we did have Rey Mysterio, one of the most beloved baby faces ever, and one of the best wrestlers ever. And do you know what this crowd did? I mean, they didn't hate on Rey, but they cheered LA Knight every step of the way. So I'm sorry. I don't know what the plan is we got to push it. It really did make me laugh as well because LA got back into this just by kneeing Rey Mysterio right in his mask. Then he even tried to break Mysterio's neck. 
because he hit a neck breaker. I has also started doing this yeah, elbow drop, which genuinely tickles me. And I could not believe the end of this match, even though actually it kind of pulled me in two different directions. Because you know how WWE likes to book. Because even after Ray had hit an Insiguri, Knight kind of just fobbed him off. He hit the blunt force trauma and he pinned him one, two, three. Now this was as clean as a whistle. Now I've no idea who was cleaning this whistle to the point it's so pristine, whoop, but at least it makes a good noise. That was not a whistle. Because yeah, my worry is thus. Usually if you are gonna become Mr. Briefcase, WWE will have you lose and lose and lose and lose. Because then you do get this item and all of a sudden you're back up to the top. So did we give LA Knight this win over Rey Mysterio? Because actually, <laughs> Logan Paul is gonna win. Internet's gonna melt down. We can also forget about that though, because no matter what happens, LA Knight just beat Rey Mysterio. While a lot of people do beat Rey Mysterio, this still felt like a big deal for me. It made me look around my stupid house like, I don't understand how we got here in the first place. We are not in Toto anymore, Kansas. Also, this LA is just such a joy to watch. Of course, I don't think WWE has noticed this because afterwards he beat up Rey Mysterio and tried to rip his mask off. And you could hear the fans be like, well, we don't really want to see that. <laughs> what is going on? When, of course, out came Santos Escobar. Because once again, they're going to be in money in the bank. They got totally crazy because we zoomed to the back when we saw Rich Holland. And Solo Sokoa just went, <laughs> and he gave him the Samoan spike. I was like, man, Solo is losing it. Paul Heyman was here too, and he rang Roman Reigns. What the hell was he going to tell him? Oh, yeah, hi, Ro. Just so you know, Sola Sakura did spike Ridge Holland. Roman was like, well, what the hell is he spiking Ridge Holland for? I didn't tell you to do that at all. Of course, it was to build up our main event, because once again, there were some shifts. So after the commercial, out came Sheamus. He was like, oh, fella, I can't believe you did that to my friend. So, yeah, our main event was going to be Sheamus versus Solo. This was totally wacky and wild. However, straight after this, it was time to sort some business or the unification of the women's tag team titles. Raquel Rodriguez was also watching this because she's totally obsessed with these championships. But yes, it was main roster champions Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey taking on NXT champions Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Now, I'm sure you can guess who did win this. And if you actually thought it was the NXT crew, bless your hearts. But we did do that thing that WWE loves to do, which is the Fire and Dawn. Kind of kicked Shayna's and Ronda's ass for a while. Before all of a sudden they were told, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to win. It was a good bit when Ronda had to get the tag to Shayna, so she hit a poison Rana. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And of course we got some near falls here. I was a bit like, yeah, look, that's not going to happen. Why don't we just get to the finish? Because eventually after they had been punched so much, they did get pissed off and Shayna locked in her submission and Ronda locked in her submission. So you got a double tap out. And I was like, well, that's one way to make them look like absolute pandas. But look, it still did the job. This is what we have to do. And as long as Shane and Ronda do go to NXT, they do go to Raw, and they do go to SmackDown, and we don't forget about these championships, which WWE is want to do, I actually think this will serve to elevate them. Flub me sideways, do we need to do that? Yes, we do. Up. We also got our first feud right away because we learned why Raquel was out here to begin with. Although it didn't make any sense because she was leaving. She was walking away. She was going down the aisleway when it was Shayna Baszler that was like, oh, Raquel Rodriguez, what are you doing? At that point, did Rodriguez go, ha ha, surprise, guess who's back? That's right, it's Liv Morgan. And this is actually kind of amazing because Liv was meant to be out for months, so more power to her. But also, why the hell would she re-team up with Raquel Rodriguez, who took less than a week to find a brand new tag team partner. So hopefully Raquel Rodriguez turns on her or she turns on Raquel Rodriguez, whatever the hell you want to do. But we are going to do this match. We did not stand on ceremony, Mr. Wayne. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. It was the Grayson Waller effect after this, and while I do like this guy and think he's got a ton of potential... Kind of feel like he just needs a proper few. His guests were pretty deadly though, so I did get a little something out of this, although it was a little bit too long. Because <laughs> the first thing they did was like, man, Grayson Waller, you have a great talk show, and it's definitely better than Kevin Owens's. <laughs> Made me chuckle. Such <laughs> a silly thing to say. This is of course because Pretty Deadly are our number one contenders for the tag team titles. And this is when Elton Prince must have been given wrestling promo seven, because he was like, oh, and yes, by the way, we feel really disrespected. Why are wrestlers always so obsessed with respect? They also push hard that eventually Owen and Zayn's ego would get in the way and they would split up. So there's that tease again. Whereas these two guys have been together for a decade and nothing, they mean nothing, is ever going to split them up. They soon started to run down the teams they beat last week. And I swear at one point they said they beat 500. So I was like, I love these guys. But when they said the street prophet's name, guess what happened? That's right. Out came the Street Profits. It's like some kind of a session in wrestling. You hear your name and all of a sudden your brain's like, man, we've got to go out there. Apparently these days too, if you want a match, all you've got to do is say your catchphrase. Because Montez Ford was like, oh man, do you want the smoke? And all of a sudden it was happening. Something odd is definitely happening with the Profits from the Street recently too, because they never win a match. And look, Montez Ford is brilliant. Angelo Dawkins is brilliant. When they did these simultaneous dives, I was like, man, they've got something. What I actually think we should do here is have them lose for a little bit more and then turn them heel. Because they have both teased this recently. They got the chops. Dawkins got the hot tag here as well and he ran wild. But yeah, when they were going for their finish, pretty deadly cut them off and they hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And they used the ropes and they cheated their way to the uno dos tres. Now admittedly, WWE has started to over-rely on this finish again recently, especially over the last few weeks. 
But when it comes to these two guys, it just sums up their characters perfectly. They are a couple of schmucks and they just don't care. I enjoy them muchly, even though they will lose to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Ah, there is a down here as well, though, because it was around this point in SmackDown, you could just smell that things had changed. For example, we never got that triple threat match, and we never got Bailey versus Shotzi to see who was going in the Money in the Bank match, which is crazy, because Bailey had been out here all week doing interviews talking about that match. And there's nothing worse than advertising something and not delivering it, because there would have been at least one kid in that audience going, Mommy, Mommy, I can't wait for this match. The man would be like, You shut up, Brad. <laughs> Sorry, you ain't getting it. Now I feel sorry for Brad. It's getting it down. When Charlotte Flair beat Lacey Evans in two minutes. What was the point? At this stage too, can we please just take Lacey back to the Southern Belle gimmick? Because one, that actually worked and got over. And two, let's not pretend otherwise, she was really good at it. Otherwise though, sure, Evans did use Charlotte's hair at one point to pull her down. But then she got smacked right in the face, put in the figure eight. That was it. She tapped out. And I questioned what I'm doing with my life. So this didn't really need to exist and it didn't help anyone, so it is going to get it down. Although the post-match was far better, even though it only went about 30 seconds. Because Oscar appeared from nowhere, she must have teleported in and she absolutely whooped the Queen's ass. And when she was done, she just started saluting because, of course, Lacey Evans had been in this thing. And I honestly watched it. I was like, man, Oscar needs to be on TV more. She's so damn good and she's so damn entertaining to the point giving her up. Also, please do not have her lose the champions next week when she does take on Flair, because it will be stupid. And talking of stupid, here was Bianca Belair. Because she had been summoned to Adam Pearce's office, and she walked in and Adam actually went, listen, I know you want to hang out at ringside for the title match next week, but I'm not allowing you to. I was like, Bianca Belair, why did you turn up? All this guy has done is screws you over. He's completely incompetent when it does come to this situation. And now you look like an absolute goober because you're banned from ringside. Well, bravo. So she absolutely better come down and just ignore this like every single other person in the company does. If Bianca Belair turned heel and just attacked Adam Pearce, she actually wouldn't be a bad guy to me. But like, it's totally justified. He is making her jump through hoops. And I have no idea why. Which is when we got this kind of silly main event. But before we do get to that, I do want to shout out the sign that was in the front row. And kind of lovely, it just said, Hello to Simon from what culture? <laughs> That's me. Hello yourself. Of course, usually people ask for ups and sometimes downs too. And of course, all of this rocks. But it was just so cool to see something that was a little bit different. And you're still going to get an up because I'm absolutely in love with you. And look, I cannot tell you how much this makes my day. In fact, you take the time, you get a pen, you get a sign and you scroll some stuff down. You're all right by me. Thank you for making me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Anyway, back to Seamus versus Solar Sokoa in our random main event. And look, it did kind of work because Seamus is considered a big deal. And Solo basically whooped him for a little bit. But ultimately, we got to the end, and we did a stupid WWE finish. Sakoa's big plan was to work over the Irishman's back because he doesn't like it when other people tried to sleep. So Seamus was like, fine, and he just smashed him with a clothesline. But do you know what Solo did? He kicked out at one. Love it when we do that. Anytime Seamus tried to do anything too, he got absolutely murked, including one, being thrown into Rita the ring post, and two, being Samoan dropped on the outside. I did a little bit quick of research here. It does check out. He's definitely Samoan. And that was definitely a drop. I think Seamus then got worried. So he hit the 10 beats and went for the bro kick. But Sokoa got out of the way of that. And he went for something when Seamus came back with his big old knee. And once again, one, two, oh, kick out. The white noise did the same thing, which meant it was near full time. When from nowhere, Solo just whammed him with the spike and hit him so hard, Seamus fell out the ring. Uh-oh. This did allow Solo to slam him into Alan the announce table. 
when he set Sheamus up by Barry Barricade and he went quite far away and he ran at him and he hit Sheamus and Baz so hard, Barry Barricade collapsed. So this actually means he killed Barry Barricade. So unless WWE can put him back together again, what the hell is Humpty Dumpty going to do? Also, look at this. That rolls up to 70. The Justice for Barry counter. 70, and this hasn't even been going on two months. And have the cops been called once? No. This is when I felt WWE did drop the ball, because the referee was like, oh no, Sheamus has been beaten up too much, and they called the whole thing off. Isn't that the whole point of wrestling? That you're meant to beat your opponent into submission, and that you can throw in them in the ring and get the one, two, three? I thought so. So I'm going to do that thing, because the match itself, well, it's pretty damn good, it was hard hitting, so that gets an up, but this just felt so lame. Once again, a waste of my time. I'm going to my deathbed and go, I'm never going to get those 10 minutes back. It's a wild exaggeration. Down. The ending did absolutely rock, though, because the Usos were here instantly, and not only did they continually lay out Solis Cole with kicks that were super, they kept looking at Paul Heyman. You know the deal when you do that. It means you're super duper serious. We also ended with a big Uso splash onto Solo Sokoa so that Usos did stand tall. So once again, you do have to give it an up because the whole point of this story was to turn them into mega superheroes and we've done it. They're so damn beloved and I love them too. Which did indeed bring us to the end of SmackDown and I do admit this one just felt a teeny bit more lackluster than usual. I would guess because all of those changes, if you do make last minute shifts, there's always going to have an impact. It was still fun. It was still entertaining. I liked seeing Sheamus in the main event, even though he's dead now. Ah. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which will be ups and downs from Raw, so you can get my opinion on that show. And like the video, share the video, and subscribe, and do all the stuff in the comments where you get mad at all my opinions. I get it. WhatCulture.com will keep you up to date with all the latest wrestling news. WhatCultureWWE. Simon316 on social media. My name is Simon for WhatCulture, and do not forget, we will be upping those downs for Collision and Forbidden Door on Monday. <laughs> So there goes the start of my week. But if wrestling never sleeps, neither will I. One day it's going to kill me too. At least I can hang out with Seamus. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.